0: This is a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com. Hello and welcome to the Fun Kids Book Club podcast. I have got so much stuff on today's show, you're going to love it. I'll be chatting to Ben Miller, to David Williams, and you can hear a reading from Julian Clary plus... I might be able to squeeze in a little interview with Jeff Kinney as well. He's the author of Diary of a Wimpy Kid. But first, I need to ask my big old book trivia question. Today's is this. What is Paddington's name in Peru? So here's the thing. Before Paddington came to the UK and was found in Paddington Station, he had a name in Peru. But what was it? Was it A, Pastuoso, or was it B, Marmando? Or was it C? Brownita. Yeah, tricky, I know. I'll get back to you at the end of the podcast. Don't you worry about that. First up, let's have a little chat with Ben Miller. Well, we welcome back into the studio, Ben Miller. Hello. Well,
1: it was about a year ago. I mean, uh, yeah. yes, yeah.
0: But you're still welcoming back. <laughs>
1: Times fly. I'm still technically coming back. Yeah. Yes, yes, and I'll give you that. Yeah, I mean, I've written another book. Yeah. That's well, why I'm here.
0: Not a Christmas book this time.
1: Well, I mean, a book for Christmas, but not a Christmas well, book. book. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's called The Boy Who Made the World Disappear. Uh, my book last year was about sort of the true story of Father Christmas. Yes. And the one this year is, well, I'll tell you what it's about. It's Please about boys. That's why
0: you're here. Boy, <laughs> it'd be helpful for me to be honest
1: so self-basting self-basting guest um <laughs> very helpful for me. great i'll tell you what it's about basically it's about a boy called harrison coincidentally also the name of my middle child first book named after oldest child this one named after middle child harrison mm-hmm. it's about a boy called harrison who goes to a birthday party and instead of a balloon they give him a black hole on a piece of string
0: and I was going to say, and chaos ensues. But it's it's a bit of a. There's more to it than that. You've read it, yeah. I've read. Yeah, yes I have.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I could tell you about your
0: book if you want. It only
1: came out today. That's amazing. Yeah, I've done my homework. Amazing.
0: Well, um, I, I mean, I love your last book so much. So as soon as I got this one, I was like, well, obviously I'm going to read thank it. Thank you. No worries. Um, I. It's but it's not just that because it's about his like anger and yeah. how he deals with that, and it's all about. It's got a bit of science and space in there as well it's
1: got science it's got soul so basically yeah he takes this black hole home and he finds out that um, I mean, it's just the size of a football really on a on a, on a on a piece of string and he finds out he can put anything in there that makes him angry so of course to start with he puts in um, broccoli then the next door neighbor's dog <laughs> then the water from the school swimming pool because he really, really really hates swimming yep. and then the school bully goes in there his homework and eventually his parents make him so cross he throws his parents in there and then he realizes that maybe he's gone too far.
0: Yeah, might need those parents back.
1: Might he? Might need his parents back. Just or like peanut butter to-
0: on toast, just in the morning. Exactly, yeah. he
1: mm-hmm. needs his peanut butter on toast. And he also doesn't want to have to look after his sister, and he misses them too. He misses his parents too. But
0: mostly, he wants his servants back. But mostly, he
1: wants he wants his servants <laughs> back. So he decides he goes on a a mission then, a great adventure to try and get his parents out of this black hole, which is great fun. It involves international plane travel, um, telescopes in Chile. Um, the Atacama Desert. I mean, it's really, really great fun. But you're right. There's a sort of, s- the the um, there's a story, uh, oh, that's the story on the surface, but the story underneath is really about what is anger? How do you deal with it? And um, the fact that anger is a neutral thing, really. Anger is not good or bad. It's what you do with it. And if you are angry at something that you think is wrong, then maybe, and you do something to right that wrong then maybe then anger can be a very good thing it can be a really positive thing so he sort of learns really about his anger and how to deal with it
0: because in in the book uh whenever he gets angry his parents shout code red code red yeah and that kind of rolls him up even more
1: his parents are no help basically. which is, to be honest
0: it's fair enough because it's like somebody... harrison
1: in real life <laughs>
0: <laughs> because yeah so he's yeah. named after your son right
1: yes absolutely yeah
0: and the, your daughter as well is in the
1: my daughter's in there too, Lana. And my oldest son makes an appearance in the book. He sort of saves the day, actually. He does, yeah. He gets quite a hero role in, in this book. So, yeah, Lana's in there too. Um... I'm writing in my next book, actually. I'm writing about Lana.
0: Also, like a real power move as a parent to write a book <laughs> about your kids. Well, you're I very angry, child. So. I'll write this book. And I then... hope so.
1: Or it's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yeah, that too. And know. if few yeah. years'
0: time, that could be an issue. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So what I did, I mean, when I do write my books, I read them to my kids a lot and I get them to... Um, you know, um, I say be as honest as they can. They don't really need any encouragement to tell me what they think about <laughs> the books. Sure. Um, but you know, I use that. Um, you know, sometimes positive, sometimes negative feedback. So I say you can take out anything you don't anything you don't like. Just tell me, and I'll take it out. And um, and he, and he says, does. He says I'll leave it in, and then I will. Uh, make legal action against you um, in 10 years' time. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's all evidence for later on, isn't it, really? Yeah, this yeah. interview
0: itself will be brought out, I'm sure. This
1: probably point. will be played in yeah. court somewhere. Excellent. yeah. Oh, it's good yeah. to know
0: I'll be famous somewhere. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> That's okay. I don't want to give too much away about the book because uh, obviously it's got a lot of twists and turns in it, but mm. it's kind of, it starts off in like his normal life and then it gets a bit fantastical and then he has an adventure as well. Yeah. Was it quite fun to write all of those bits into one story?
1: Yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant, brilliant. Fun. It's kind of like a wish. I mean, I wish I. I've been given a black hole at a birthday party as well. I mean, I, I think a black hole would be the most amazing thing, seriously, to have for a while. Possibility, though, probably until you put something into it. You didn't want to put into it, but yeah. yeah. So you can put anything in there. I mean, anything in there that you like. I think it's nice even to put, you know, abstract school uniforms. You can put those into black oh, holes. Yes. What would you? Yeah. Would
0: you put? What would you put in there?
1: All my children. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is being uh, no. recorded, so, you know,
3: <laughs>
0: just for future
1: use. I, but there's a lot of things. So you don't get to my time in life without having an awful lot of things you'd like to put in a black hole. Um People who don't walk in straight lines <gasps> on the pavement. Yeah. Um,
0: it's no, OK. I yeah. mean, did you have to research black holes? Because you, you're quite a science man or scientist, I believe. Is I the did have word. to,
1: yes. <laughs> I did research black holes. Yeah, I mean, um did you know there's a black hole? At the middle of our galaxy, so one of the one of the first to be discovered is um, uh, what we call a stellar-sized black hole, just so just a black hole roughly the size of a star, which is in the middle of the constellation of Cygnus, the Swan, which um, is mentioned in the which book. is mentioned in the book. Yeah, and I saw a very interesting um, article the other day which said that there's a black hole about the size of a football in the outer reaches of our own solar system really there might be yeah they didn't didn't have like absolutely conclusive proof but they were saying look this would explain some of the movements of the other planets that we see oh wow i know that's really cool i know
0: now um with with your book i because of black holes and stuff i've actually been researching black holes myself have you i've uh made a quiz called quite simply black hole or balloon
1: very good. Yeah, I've Very really, I'm really run
0: with this theme. Yeah, I'm going to give you some facts. You have to tell me whether it refers to a black hole or to a balloon.
1: Oh wow! Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, let's see how this works. This could be I terrible.
1: 50-50 chance of getting it right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and, and, you know the odds are in your favour, ish. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, some of them are easy. For example, uh, which one have Muse written a song about? A
1: balloon. That supermassive black hole. It is. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Um, which one was used in a Simpsons episode to transport Homer?
1: That would be a balloon.
0: Uh, a black hole. Oh, no! Yeah. Yeah, no! yeah. In a Treehouse of Horror episode, he goes to another dimension in a black hole.
1: Oh, no, yeah. not only have they stolen... this? That's my entire story. That's my... <laughs> <laughs> Bex, you've blown the whole thing for me.
0: I think I find the Simpsons have blown <laughs> Can we
1: pulp the books? Can we just take them all back and can I rewrite just it?
0: Just rewrite the little... Yeah, okay. yeah. As long as you don't have Simpsons in there, okay. you'll be fine. Um, okay. uh, which was discovered by Michael Faraday in 1824.
1: Well he definitely didn't discover black holes, so it's got to be balloons. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. But I enjoyed your thought process there. You were like, Michael, uh,
1: Faraday, Michael dis- Faraday how did you discover balloons? Well he stumbled into a He
0: just happened he to He opened
1: be- a room in his house. Ha- yeah, what how did he he was digging and he found a balloon. I what- think
0: I think I maybe used the word discovered loosely to try discover. and trick you. There. Yeah. Because no, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise the word really would be you can't invent. strictly
1: speaking discover just, a balloon.
0: He found yeah. one just oh okay, Yeah. Um uh, okay. Which one is controlled by gravity?
1: Well, you've you've written a bad question. They're both controlled. That's by gravity. Yes, oh, good yes, question. Yes. Good question.
3: <laughs> Before you
0: say how how terrible. Brilliant. My yeah, that's brilliant was, thank you. question.
1: Thank this you. This is the first
0: time the questions have ever asked. Thank you. Been called brilliant. Um this is easy. Which one can be tied into the shape of an animal? A black hole. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is both. Uh, yes, balloon, obviously. A
1: balloon, a balloon, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but
1: only the long ones. They don't ever tie the round ones into... into it's very uh, tricky. I yeah. can't
0: even tie the end of a balloon t- into a knot, to be honest. So. I
1: know. And you need to have a part of your hearing removed, don't you, before... Because it makes that very squeaky sound. Squeaky sound. And they do. It.
0: I did hear somebody describe a black hole as a squeaker, and I was like, can I use that in the... Qu-? No, I can't. No, it no, no. Uh, uh, which uh, one is, very, is known to um, slowly evaporate?
1: Oh, Great great question. That's I, a black hole.
0: It is a black hole. I would have accepted balloon, but <laughs> technically, yeah.
1: Because balloons do the same thing, yeah, don't they? Yeah, when yeah. you get a balloon from the fair, a helium balloon, yeah. it gradually goes down, doesn't it? It slowly
0: wilts, yeah. yeah. Probably, I was not, just...
1: probably not evaporating.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, but
1: again. But yeah, on a technicality, you'll give me that. That's a brilliant, brilliant question.
0: Thank you so much. You can tell I really... Can I? Really will you send me these <laughs> questions?
1: I think, because this is going to be... What I based my whole book tour on next year. (laughs) This is fantastic. This is dynamite. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, Well, let's see where the next two go to. Um, You'll get this, I think. uh, Which one, uh, if you go to the very middle of it, is called The Singularity?
1: Oh, lovely question. <laughs> um, oh, a lovely question. So there's two important components, really, of a black hole. One mm. is the event horizon, mm-hmm. which is the point of no return. So that's when you look at a black hole, that's what you see, because the, the bit that is black is basically everything inside... the the event horizon and the singularity is what's at the centre nothing else in a black hole really because as soon as you get pulled in past the event horizon a a fraction of a a second later you end up in the singularity so the black hole
0: it is yes correct it's a really good question that is such a good question I had to research this and I was like I might just get him to explain a few of these answers as well (laughs) because I am not a scientist Uh, and finally which one is used in the Wizard of Oz for the wizard to escape Emerald City
1: Oh, that's my favourite. That's one of my favourite endings to the movie. He has a huge hot air balloon.
0: Thank goodness he knew he, the answer.
1: Yeah, that he that he fills to to leave. That's a, that's a fantastic ending. A fantastic ending. Yeah, one of my favourite favourite films that Wizard I, of Oz. Yeah, I'm
0: very happy with how that turned out.
1: Uh, <laughs> you know, Those that are really really good questions. I think the Thank winner you. of that quiz is you. <gasps> Writing Finally. such brilliant questions.
0: Nobody's ever made me a winner in the quiz before. <laughs> Finally.
1: Um,
0: well, with, with that, you pass with flying colours and flying balloons. Uh, ben, thank you so much for coming to Fun Kids. What a
1: pleasure! And thank you, thank you for having me.
0: We should say your book is out right now. Everybody needs to go and buy it.
1: Yeah, they do, they do. Um, and uh, it would make me not only me, but my emotional blackmail now. My eight-year-old son, Harrison. Um, sure. Yeah. It was eventually, when he, he sues me. I, I need to have money.
0: <laughs> some royalties just piled up, just to make sure. Yeah. That's fair. These
1: are royalties, yeah. Well
0: that's you're the first author to ever use that to uh Yeah,
1: to blackmail the audience on behalf of their child. Why yeah. not? I like I like that. Thank you.
0: Well brilliant. Well I'll come back for the next book and uh blackmail some more of our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh Ben, thank you so much for coming by the Pleasure. studio. <laughs> Cheers.
3: Thank, thank you. you.
0: Thank you very much to Ben Miller for popping by Fun Kids. Now it's time to welcome my old friend Imogen into the Fun Kids podcast. Hello.
3: Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm getting into the Christmas spirit. Excellent. That's are what you? To hear. Are yeah, you? Yeah, very much so. A bit too much, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I'm well into Christmas
0: this year. I'm a mummy too.
3: Um, tell me about what books you're recommending to me. Okay, the first book is called The Cure for a Crime by Rupert Faruqi. So this book is about twins Ali and Tulip And they are twins I love a twin A twin book A twin book is great Excellent And uh, their mum works at the local hospital Now, when their mum becomes a bit sleepy And out of sorts And forgetful And a bit it's strange the twins become very suspicious of her new boyfriend. Mm. Now the twins have picked up lots of medical know-how uh, from their mum because she works at the local hospital and they are on the case to solve the medical mystery. So this book is kind of mystery. It's rule breaking. It's twins and that spooky twin telepathy thing that the twins apparently have, and uh, solving cases. And uh, it's really great if you are interested in medical facts. If you're a mini medic and you are mm-hmm. really like interested in the medicine world, and love adventure and love a bit of humor and and crime. Yeah, Not, is it crime? Crime, yeah. And uh, detectiveing. Detectiving? yes yes this is one for you
0: this is good because I know that Robin Stevens murder uh, murder series yes is coming to an end very soon so if you need something to kind of pick up you know yeah this is perfect right this is the
3: next step this when, is- when you are in on the case yeah you need to get and in, dive into the next new case book so this is The Cure for a Crime The Cure for a Crime and it's out
0: right now and uh, it's out right now
3: what else do you have for us in I also have Granny Magic by Elka evolds tell me more So this book combines grannies, knitting and magical sheep. Three things I'd never think that I would see in a book. No, it's not a natural combination, is it? No, but uh, it is in this book. (laughs) So this book is about Will and his granny who makes cakes and knits itchy jumpers, or that's what he thought. But she sadly passes away and... uh, dodgy Jasper Fitchett moves into the village and dark magic begins to unravel where he lives. Now, can Will team up with his grand's old craft group to uh, tie Fitchett in knots and find out what's going on with the help of her old motorbike and a flock of magical sheep? Now, uh, the question will be answered when yeah, you read the book. Yeah, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah, but it is a brilliant book. It's really really heartwarming it's unexpected it's uh, really well told and uh, yeah bit funny bit magical yeah Yeah, all all of the above excellent stuff nice little heartwarming read for the winter period lovely and what finally what book do you have for us and finally we have Enid Blyton ah the classic she's back uh, with lots of Christmas stories This is a book which is a collection of stories. Lots of Christmas stories. A while back when it was spooky time around October, we did lots of uh, spooky stories from Ina Blyton. And now we are back with lots of Christmas stories. It's got how many? Gosh, she wrote a lot of stories, she's, didn't she? She's written one of a every season. Of, uh, loads and loads of stories. This has got many, 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 many Christmas stories in it. You can read one a night on the way up to Christmas. That might be a nice little, <gasps> a nice idea, yeah. little idea. You can binge them all on one Christmas day and... Um, it's just lovely. It's all Christmassy and wonderful and it's laughter and mischief and joy and food and ingredients and magic and and Christmas loveliness. Um, because I'm in a Christmassy mood, can I borrow that book from you, please? Uh, if you ask nicely, yes. <laughs> I thought I just did. Uh, please, can I borrow it from you, Mijan? Yes, you can.
0: Yes, thank you. Hooray. Uh, thank you for popping by it's and telling right. us about your three favourite books of the season. We will see you again very soon. Bye-bye. Next up... I recently bumped into Mr. David Williams and I managed to corner him for a little chat. Here's what happened. So I'm here with David Williams. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for chatting to me. I feel like I've just found you in the corner of this room.
4: Um in a way you have. In a
0: way?
4: Oh, thank you. It's very exciting.
0: So a lot of our listeners are will be very excited because you've got a brand new Christmas film out as go on. Sky One, Cinderella after Eraser, uh, we've just seen it. Can you tell us the reaction in the room? It was pretty good.
4: I think it was, yes. And it was a, a a room of journalists at 9 a.m. And so you know that can be a sort of chilly reception, but they did chuckle away. So I'm pleased. And um, yeah, it's basically a sequel to Cinderella, and it's going to be on Sky One at Christmas time. And I'm playing Prince Charming. Not ideal casting, I know. Um, Sean Gibson from Car Share is Cinderella. And we also have Celia Rimery, so Tom yeah, Courtney, a really fantastic cast.
0: You've got a lovely cast of like new people as well coming through. People I've seen at the Edinburgh Fringe mm. are in the show. It's amazing to see that.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you the people you see and you, you see that they're super talented and you sort of think, well, let's get them in. Let's give them a, let's give them a job, um, which is what you want when you're starting out some people to believe in you um, but they're super super talented people so I'm, I'm thrilled
0: now I know you're super busy you've got a lot of stuff to do but I have to ask you about your books because you are just the god when it comes to books fun kids. well
4: I don't know about that but, but kids seem to like my books and I'm super pleased about that
0: do you have any new ones on the way out very soon
4: well I, yes um, The Beast of Buckingham Palace is uh, my new children's book um, and it's set a hundred years in the future in Buckingham Palace and it's a kind of a fantasy horror so I always try and do something different. I always worry about repeating myself. And so I've set myself something that makes it harder, like set it in the past, set it in the future. Do, just do something that's going to kind of change, change the way you'd approach the story. Um, so I'm really excited. No, no, you know, no one outside of you know, the publishers and stuff have read it yet, so I'm really excited about kids yeah. finally getting their hands on it. Fantastic.
0: Thank you so much. Okay. Well, thank you. There we go, that is me meeting big man himself, David Williams. Next up, let's hear a reading from Julian Clary's Bold's book from the man himself. Meet the
5: Bold's, meet the Bold's, yes,
0: meet
1: the Bold's Come on, meet the Bold's You know you want
2: to
5: This is an extract from The Bold's in Trouble, the latest book in the Bold's series, written and read by Julian Clary. The Bold's, as you probably know, are a family of hyenas living disguised as humans. Our story begins with a series of mysterious disappearances. Things start to go missing, and what this leads to is a whole heap of trouble for the Bolds. One summer's day before lunchtime, Bobby Bold decided to make himself a cheese sandwich. He buttered two thick slices of bread, piled some cheese and pickle on one, slapped the other slice on top, cut it in half and put it on a plate. What else, he thought. Ah, a nice tomato would be tasty. He turned round to get one from a bowl on the other side of the kitchen counter, rinsed it under a tap and turned back to his sandwich. But would you believe it, the sandwich had gone, vanished, just a few crumbs left. He blinked at the empty plate, looked to the left and the right in case he'd moved it, looked over to where the tomatoes were, but there was no sign of the cheese sandwich anywhere. Bobby scratched his head and frowned. Had he eaten it and forgotten? His stomach rumbled loudly, so he knew that wasn't it. He looked around again, even opening the fridge and peering inside, just in case he'd put it there. Some people might have got cross at this point, but Bobby hardly ever got cross. He wasn't the type. In fact, he smiled. Someone is playing a game with me, he said to himself, very funny. He folded his arms and laughed. I know it's you, Betty, he shouted. You can come out now. But there was no reply. So he opened all the cupboards, fully expecting to find his cheeky twin sister hiding there, but with no results.
1: Meet the Bulls, meet the Bulls, yes, meet the Bulls. Come on, meet the
2: Bulls.
1: You know you want to.
0: Thank you very much to Julie and Clary for reading from the Bulls book for us. Next up... I met Jeff Kinney, the author of the ridiculously, fantastically, brilliantly successful Diary of a Wimpy Kid series. He's on to his 14th book now, and this is what he had to say about it. I'm joined by the author Jeff Kinney. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you?
2: Great. I'm excited to be here.
0: Well, you've brought with you your amazing 14th book. Yes. In the Diary of a Wimpy Kid series. are you? Are you tired? You must be writing all the time, constantly.
2: <laughs> I think I look tired. Maybe <laughs> I am tired. I just got in from Boston, so it's uh, so I'm a little bit jet lagged But yeah, I've been doing this for about 14 years. It's real. And on top of that, I worked on the Diary of Wimpy Kid books for eight years before I showed them to anyone. So yeah, it's like is. 22 years half my life just about working on these books but I'm not tired I feel really energetic actually
0: does Greg feel like a member of the family if you've been working with him for that long he must feel like your extra son almost or, yeah, yeah yeah
2: he's he's a lot like I was as a kid he's a lot like I am now um, he's sort of a combination of my my worst parts as a person and my best parts but then amplified for comedic effect sure. so I feel like Greg is me in a way in, in the worst ways sometimes
0: <laughs> so in the new book uh, Wreck- Wrecking Ball this is when the family inherits Uh, Quite a big windfall, right? Yeah, yeah. And they've got to figure out what to do with it.
2: Yeah, they get some money. And of course, like, that's an exciting idea as a kid. What would you do with with a lot of money? And Greg has all of these huge ideas of what to do. He wants to have a house with a bowling alley in it and maybe a helipad and all sorts of other things. But he, uh, but, you know, uh, Greg's mother makes him do something more practical. And so they're going to put an addition on their house that includes a bigger kitchen.
0: Mm -hmm. The classic mum thing to do. Right. right. I think that's what
2: my mom would have done.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah so then it all kind of goes horribly wrong because think they start finding things that are wrong with the house and maybe consider moving away. Yeah. That's a bit tricky.
2: It does. It was, you know, it's funny because I, I intend to go on with these books, but I think that in a way this book could have been the last book because it, it deals with really heavy subjects like, you know, the, the thought of Greg moving, the thought of him leaving his best friend. Those are big topics, you know, and so I didn't know how the book was going to end until I wrote the ending. And uh, and I won't spoil it for anyone, but it was, it was really fun to write and quite a challenge.
0: Because that thing about friendship as well is a big deal, isn't it? The idea that somebody's going to move away. Yeah. Are you going to stay friends with? Them and you know and, and they're growing up as well, the yeah, guy.
2: yeah, I'm always trying to write about something that I haven't written about before, right. and I realized you know when I grew up i I never left my childhood home. in fact, it was still there when I was a twenty five year old okay. um but most kids actually do go through some moving. You know, they move, and I think one time I was in an auditorium and I asked kids, "How many of you have moved?" And about seventy percent raised their hands. Yeah. And I thought, "Wow, that's a big um, that's a big aspect of childhood that I've never looked at before." So it was fun to sort of dive in and put that into the wimpy kid world.
0: Yeah, the idea of leaving a child at home is such a. Bi- I did as well, and it is scary to yeah. to go away from where you've grown up, and you think, "But I couldn't possibly live anywhere else."
2: Right. Of yeah. course, and you can't. You feel like you can't make new friends. Yeah. And it's it's really scary, yeah. But, of course, you do, and kids are resilient. And, and uh, you know, so I think that's what a lot of kids have gone through. I never did myself, but now I've gotten to do it through my books.
0: And uh, also, I mean, did you expect the books to be so phenomenally successful and popular when you first started so many years ago
2: yeah no i didn't I, I never thought my books would even get published so it's been a wild ride for me it's been very strange <laughs> um you know i thought my books were too odd to be published they were a mixture of of text and cartoons in a way that i hadn't seen done before um now there are there are lots of books like these but back then there weren't and it was uh it was i really thought that i'd fail so it's been a wild wild ride for me
0: and sometimes do the cartoons come before the writing, or does the writing always come first?
2: Uh, when I write my books, I think of the jokes first. Right. And when I think of the jokes, I think of a corresponding image, something that goes along with the joke. So I so I have those images in my head, but then those are the last thing that go down on paper, is okay. the images.
0: And you mentioned this could have been the last book. That's, that worries me for a few reasons. First <laughs> of all, does that mean you're planning that there will be an end? Uh, Or were you just thinking this would be a nice, rounding place?
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't think there really will be an end, like a formal end. I definitely would like to get to 20 books, and right now I'm at 14. Yeah. Yeah, twenty books. That's a long way away. Six more years. Um, so I've so I've got a while to go, a ways to go here. Um, but I was just saying that this book, in a way, it could have been the the ending because either Greg's going to move or he's not, mm-hmm. and that's going to be the permanent way things are. So that that's why I thought it could have been the right. last book.
0: And you also wrote a tie-in book from his best friend's point of view as
2: well. Yeah, which is fab. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Diary of an Awesome Friendly Kid is Raleigh's journal. I realized after seeing the movies and seeing the play um that greg is the main character but rally's always a hero yeah and i thought it would be great to have rally have his moment in the spotlight and it was fun to do that
0: it was such a lovely idea when i saw it, it was coming out i was like what a great a lovely okay. like turn in its head a little bit yeah, yeah it's awesome yeah um so uh at fun kids what we do is we have a little author quiz okay it's a quick fire round of questions just to get a feel for you as an author if that's okay, okay. great no pressure obviously <laughs> uh so here we go first one is generally pretty easy books or kindles
2: uh, books. Yeah, every
0: author says that, no yeah. matter what. Heroes or villains? Uh,
2: villains? Villains. I think heroes can be a little boring. Okay.
0: Uh, Greg or Rowley? Rowley. Really? Yeah. Okay. Film adaptation or TV adaptation?
2: TV adaptation, which is coming.
0: Oh, really? Oh,
2: yeah. We're going to do animation.
0: <gasps> oh, yeah. that's, that feels like a lovely exclusive for me. Lovely. Uh, writing or reading?
2: Uh, reading. Reading,
0: okay. Uh, writing or drawing? Drawing, Mm -hmm. Hogwarts or Narnia?
2: Narnia, controversial.
0: No, no, you'd be surprised. (laughs) Um, Do you use your laptop or do you write everything out by hand?
2: I use an iPad, so I'd say laptop.
0: Laptop, okay, cool. Uh, Now this might be this is quite a niche one for English authors, I guess. Uh, Roald Dahl or Jacqueline Wilson?
2: Uh, I'll go with Dahl just because I haven't read a lot of Wilson.
0: Okay, great answer. Um, Would you rather inherit lots of money or inherit a new house?
2: Boy, uh, I guess lots of money. (laughs) Lots of money. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Would you rather do a bookshop visit or a school tour?
2: Uh, We have a bookshop, so um, I'm going to say bookshop visit.
0: You're in your home turf there, I guess. Do you write nine to five or do you write when you fancy?
2: Uh, When I fancy. When you
0: fancy. Paddington Bear or Winnie the Pooh?
2: Uh, Here I am in the UK, I'll say Paddington Bear. (laughs)
0: And finally, the big one, uh, although, again, I don't know whether this will translate, Well, uh, salt and vinegar or cheese and onion?
2: <laughs> Neither. <laughs> Neither. Some of the things over here kind of scare me. <laughs> Neither right. of
0: those crisps are yours. <laughs> right. no.
2: I had some sort of cheese something yesterday, and that was good, but no cheese and onions, so...
0: You, you know what I don't judge anybody for any of the answers apart from the last one and my my personal is salt and vinegar I so see. the fact you've said no to salt that cheese and onion is fine right,
2: okay. <laughs> you technically win so I it's see. fine don't worry about it
0: uh, so right we should say the brand new book Diary of a Wimpy Kid is out right now
2: yes it is
0: and what is the one thing that you're excited about our readers and listeners seeing inside it
2: Oh, boy. Destruction, mayhem. I think uh, you always have to ask yourself as a writer, why am I writing this book? Why would people come to see the movie? And I think if you're going to see a movie about uh, home construction, you have to look forward to home uh, deconstruction or <laughs> destruction. So that's what this book is all about.
0: Lovely stuff, Jeff. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, that's pretty much it from the Fun Kids Book Club podcast today. Thank you to Ben Miller, to David Williams, to Julian Clary, and to Jeff Kinney. What a lineup of authors that is! And of course, thank you to Imogen for popping by and telling me about her favourite books of the season. I've just got time to tell you the answer to my book trivia question. Today's was: What was Paddington's name when he was in Peru? Was it A. Pastuoso? Was it B. Marmando? Or was it C. Brownita? I can tell you the answer was. Pastuoso. There you go. That was officially Paddington's real name. He didn't know until a few books in, apparently. If you got the answer right, well done. Give yourself a big old pat on the back. Maybe go and read a Paddington book, if you fancy it. I will see you very soon, and if you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Bye! So that was a podcast from the children's radio station, Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK, or online at funkidslive.com. Happy reading!